Welcome rock and metal fans. Coming to you from the barns of Amish country and pastures of cows are those two bad boys of rock and metal. B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Bringing you the best rock and metal bands from the 80s and 90s. And today, playing and discussing music from the featured bands with special guests, interviews, contests, and much more. So grab a beer and turn it up. It's time for the Headbangers Vault. And welcome everybody to another edition of Headbangers Vault. This is Nikki Lane, and with me is my uh, what would I call it? My ball and chain, my ward on my butt. The Your rock, wife. My wife, rock girl. Yes. Hey, tonight we got a special edition. We're going to do a little tribute to Meatloaf. As we all know, Meatloaf has recently passed away. He was one of the original greats. So, um, with that being said, we'll get started here. Here, you guys are going to have to bear with me a little bit because B1 and the Smuts is out on special assignment, and they've handed everything over to me, and I've never, ever worked the boards before. So, I'm t- Forgive us if we mess some stuff up. Yeah, so hopefully it don't turn out too bad. I think we'll do all right. Michael Lee Day. Known professionally as Meatloaf, was an American singer and actor. He was noted for his powerful, wide-ranging voice. And boy, did he ever have a wide-range voice. Yes, I would have to agree with you on that one. And uh, theatrical life shows, and he did put on some good shows. He is on the list of the best-selling music artists ever, which is, that's an Pretty honor. impressive, yeah, yeah. He was ranked... Number 96 on VH1's Greatest Artist. Nice. Yeah, out of their top 100. So even if you made VH1's, or was it MTV? No, it was VH1. VH1? Yeah. So top 100, he that's an honor. 12 studio albums, 5 live albums, 7 compilation albums, and 39 singles. Wow. I didn't know so that's that. pretty impressive. Yeah. So his wife 
I believe, was also a singer. And or she done some... A backup singer for Motley Crue. Yeah, backup singer for Motley Crue. Yeah, they uh, were together for 22 years. Oh, nice. He was actually... Now, I've never met the man. I wish I would have. But from what I gather, he was a very personable guy. Like, he was very friendly. He would talk to everybody, sit down with you, just treat you like a human being. I, I never heard that, but... I, I mean, of course, I didn't. I read it <laughs> when I was doing some of my research. Gotcha. So we're having some uh, awesome weather here in, in the great, beautiful state of Arkansas. Yeah. Today was 62 degrees. Why, I believe up north where Smuts and B1 are, they were freezing. I think it was like 30, I heard. Yeah. So Meatloaf, Michael Day, was born September 27, 1947 in Dallas, Texas. And, of course, he died January 20th, 2022 in Nashville, Tennessee. He was associated with music groups such as Stoney and Meatloaf, Neverland and Express. Or Neverland Express, sorry. He also was... Yeah, we're doing this by the seat of our pants, guys. So yeah, crazy. We're not as professional as B1 and Smuts. Yeah, they do it all the time. Yeah, We kind of got out of the routine when we moved. Right. Other bands he performed with were, um, they are called Floating Circus, Popcorn Blizzard, and Meatloaf Soul. Meatloaf Soul, Popcorn yep. Blizzard. Yeah, Floating Circus. So do we have any music from like Popcorn Blizzard or anything like that? I don't let know. me see. Let me see if do I can we? find something. Why don't you look? Find something from Popcorn Blizzard. He was also in a very famous theatrical movie. Do you know the name of that movie? Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, yes. One of the greatest picture shows ever. I remember as a kid, matter of fact, it was here. They were showing it at midnight. No, I'm sorry. It was Kansas City. And I'd go with my brother. And they would, like, throw rice yeah, they do all kinds of all kinds stuff of crazy stuff. He was also in Fight Club. Yes, Wayne's World and that awful, awful, awful movie Space Spice World. Spice World. Yes, you didn't like that movie. You did. I don't think I ever seen it. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some other fun facts. I will tell you. I found out about him while you're looking for Popcorn Blizzard there. Um, did you guys know that he gained nearly 70 pounds just in an attempt to avoid joining the army? But he still ended up getting his papers, so that didn't work. He didn't fail his test, so he had to go. He was also colorblind. He flat out refused to go fight in Vietnam, and he ignored his draft letter, and he moved from Texas and set up a new life in L.A. So basically, they would call him a draft dodger. Yep. Which, and you know, then, I'm glad he did it because, you know, the chances are if he would have went over there, he could have got killed, and then we wouldn't have had such a great artist. Yep, and that's when he had his first band, Meatloaf Soul. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. So yeah. I, I did find something, Popcorn Blizzard. It's called Good, Good Day from 1968. Let's see what it sounds like. Here we go. Good 
of that popcorn blizzard <laughs> it's definitely from 1968 yes that's for sure a little disco there um not disco i wouldn't Dis- call that well not really disco so one of my favorite songs from meatloaf which i had many but one of them that i thoroughly enjoy is his paradise by the dashboard so let's check that out just a little bit I remember being 17 and barely dressed quite a bit. I'm sure you were. (laughs) Pearl was the wife that was a vocalist. Oh, Pearl. So I guess we should give a couple special shout outs. I want to thank our friend Christy for allowing us to kind of hang out here tonight and uh, kind of set up our little studio at her place. Yes, Um, definitely. Thank you, Christy. Thank you very much. Montana. Yeah. He let us use his computer. Yeah, but we're not really using it. No. No, but he doesn't really get any. He let us bring it, <laughs> yeah. I should say. So, a special shout out to Montana. Might as well give out a shout out to Novak Liquors because it's one of our favorite liquor stores. Yes, definitely. here in Midway, Arkansas. Beacon Point, one of yes. our favorite places to eat. Yes, definitely. Um, They've got this unlimited soup and salad bar. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's delicious. Corn chowder. <laughs> no corn chowder. <laughs> corn chowder yeah. done some. Very volatile stuff to the yeah. bodily functions. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty rough. So, do you know how Meatloaf got his name? I don't. Okay, well, let's This see is a fun here. fact from Rock Girl. Yes. Let's see. Um, when he was born, he was red. And... He was born red? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess you're red come out, so... But anyway, so... Yeah, don't ask questions like that. so his father called him meat because he looked like a nine and a half pound ground chuck (laughs) nine and a half pounds of ground chuck so that's how they called him meat and uh, yeah i know (laughs) 
How do you look like a nine and a half pound slab of ground chuck? I mean, you're red when you come out because you're bloody. Yeah, but you're not so. all looking like hamburger. Well, I mean, I guess with afterbirth and all I that other know. stuff, it could probably and look kind of rough. So he received the loaf part of his name in eighth grade when he stepped on his coach's foot all the time. And he screamed, get off my foot, you hunk of meatloaf. And so that's how he got the nickname Meatloaf. Meatloaf. That's interesting. It's kind of funny how these guys get their names. Yeah, in the most odd ways, that's for sure. My grandfather used to call me Boogie. Because you're Jeremy? No, because I guess <laughs> there was a wrestler called, I can't even say the name, Boogie something back in the day of my grandfather. Yeah. And I guess because I was kind of a hyper kid, you know, always running around and jumping off the back of the couch and stuff, he just started calling me Boogie. Well, I was nicknamed Bird. Bird? Yes. Why did... Because of my long skinny legs. I can see that. (laughs) (laughs) So, my family used to call me Bird. Bird? Yeah. I'm going to start calling you Bird. (laughs) (laughs) You never knew that? No, it's the first time I'm hearing that. Rock girl, the bird. And then it was bird dog. Why the dog? I don't know. So here's another fun fact that I don't know if you knew. And this is actually pretty strange. Do you know what Meatloaf's most treasured possession was? I, I don't. His well, daughters? Uh, No. Actually, it was his rubber ducky collection. Meatloaf had a rubber ducky collection. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. And he See, there's a lot of things that I'm learning about meatloaf that I did not know. <laughs> because I did my homework. You didn't. No. No, I, I was taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> if I recall. So, yeah, he took them on tour with him, actually, and had them with him at all times. And fans used to bring him rubber duckies to the show. And let's see, he had one of Derek Jeter, and he had one... A Derek Jeter rubber ducky? Yep. And let's see, he had one of the Rocky Horror Picture character, Frankenfurter? Frankenfurter. (laughs) Did you ever watch Rocky Horror Picture? No. Well, I've seen it, but not like... You didn't like... I wasn't like religious. You didn't sit down and get into it. No, no, not really. That's a classic freaking... I understand that, but it's a little bit like the time, like the age difference here. Even still, I mean, that that's a classic today. You I know, if that, that. if that comes on TV... Blah, 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 blah. Why are you being rude? Because <laughs> you're just yelling at me. Because <laughs> I don't understand why you... Like, I, right, will, I will put a classic so... movie on... TV and you're like, that's an old man's movie. Oh my movie. god, it's because he watches the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. So do you so, got any other information on those rubber duckies? No, that's it. That's Just it. that those are his most prized possession and he, he tours with them. Well, well, did tour with them. Sorry. Right. So, yeah, I just I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, it is. And not too many people have a rubber ducky collection. Yeah, no, definitely not. Especially one with Jeter. Yeah. And here's another little fun fact. He actually gave Charles Manson a ride. He saw him hitchhiking on Sunset Boulevard and didn't realize who it was until years later. And he was like, oh, that was the dude I picked up. So Charles Manson was hitchhiking 
he didn't know it was Charles Manson, and he yeah. picked him up, but he found out years later. later that it was Charles Manson. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. You know what I miss? What? I miss hearing Smuts opening his bush lock His beers. <laughs> <laughs> or what is his McAltra now because he's on a diet or something like that? I don't know. Whatever, yeah. Something 64 or I don't know. I, I heard him say Well, I know he drinks about 64 ounces. <laughs> <laughs> and they recently went to, what concert did he go to? I don't know. He's been to a lot lately. Yeah, I know. I'm so jealous. Firehouse maybe? But hey, guess what? Know. What? <gasps> with with our Here fingers we go. with our fingers crossed dun, 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 dun. with our fingers crossed kiss has rescheduled the concert at the nutter center in dayton ohio from may 12th so we're going we have plans to take off may 12th go clear back to dayton ohio to see kiss that we had tickets for clear back in october yeah i got him tickets for his birthday yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm a good wife. You are. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> and we got good seats. Yes, we did. I still wish you would give me some backstage passes. Yeah, I wish you would give me the money for those backstage <laughs> passes. <laughs> you know what he did? He actually, so it's $1,500 a person for backstage passes. And he actually said, well, how about I just go then? <laughs> <laughs> well. No, not well. You're not a big Kiss fan anyway. You're not spending $1,500 to go backstage. It's Kiss. Yeah, I understand that. But it's also $1,500. It's no. worth it. All if right. I take, Anyways. Listen, if I take... No, wait. No, time no, out. No. If I take my Kiss items and I have like my Kiss dolls, my Kiss matchbox cars, I get all that stuff signed. You know, when they die, how much stuff that'll be worth? And not that I want you guys to die. But someday we all have that price to pay. You know how much that stuff will be worth? Who said they were going to sign all of your stuff that you have? If I get backstage passes, I have faith they will. No. I'm sure they're not going to sit there for an hour and a half signing every piece that you have. Because you have a lot. We're supposed to be talking about meatloaf, not kids. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Sorry. We got sidetracked there. You know what? Let's play something that probably wasn't very popular but it's still meatloaf this one is called heaven can wait off the uh, bat out of hell album here we go something a little slower starting off with play through.
I would say this would probably be considered a ballad. Yes, definitely. So a meatloaf ballad. Yeah. I don't really think it's a smuts ballad, though. I don't know. He gets kind of mushy when it comes to all these ballads. Yeah. Yeah, Especially if it involved a woman. Yes, definitely. Smuts, have you cried to this one? Yes, this is it. You must answer this question on one of your next, <laughs> your next shows. Podcast. Yeah, you need to answer. Have you cried to meet Lowe's Heaven Can Wait? We want to know. I'm going to guess no. Inquiring minds want to know. All right, that was Meatloaf, Heaven Can Wait. That was a pretty decent little ballad there from Meatloaf. So did you know that Bad Out of Hell was certified 14 times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America? As of June 2019, it has spent 522 weeks in the UK album charts. It's the second longest to chart run by a studio album and rolling stones ranked this album number 343 on its list of 500 greatest albums of all time see i disagree i think that album should have been like in the top 10 battle of hell was a good album i don't know about that what do you mean i just i don't agree with you i do I remember when that album came out, man, like my brother was playing, everybody was playing that album. I wasn't even born yet. (laughs) Well, I'll just uh, leave that there. All right. So since you brought up Bad Out of Hell, why don't we just give that a little play here? Well, of course, if you don't know Bad Out of Hell, then you definitely have some problems. But here's some Bad Out of Hell. Which is what we played for our introduction. Actually, sounds are screaming and the fires are howling. We're down in the valley tonight. There's a man in the shadows with the gum in his eye and a blade shining no so bright. There's evil in the hand, there's thunder in the sky, and a killer's on the bloodshot streets. That video is definitely seventies. <laughs> oh, absolutely! But it, it's a great video too. I mean, if you watch any of his videos, I mean, they are so theatrical. Oh yeah. I mean, they're amazing videos. I would highly recommend if you're listening to Meatloaf, go ahead and get on YouTube and watch these videos. Yeah, it gives it the full effect. You get just to watch him, it definitely helps you get in the mood.
I want to know, my question is, bat out of hell, everybody, but I, my question is, his female backup singer, is was that his wife? His first wife? She could have. That's something that we should probably research. I, I mean, because in one of these videos, I'm not going to say which one right now, but because we're going to play the song here in a little bit, but he's making out with her. Like, clearly, they are fully involved. Yeah. So that's why I was asking that question if it could gotcha. be his could be his wife. So you get any more fun facts there, there, Rock Girl? Let's see, um Meatloaf actually was a vegetarian from eighty one to ninety two. So he stopped being a vegetarian in ninety two? Yes. Because he well, he actually became a vegetarian because of a rabbit dish in a restaurant. And then he actually started eating meat again for health reasons. Yeah, because you need protein. Protein comes from meat. Yes. I mean, there's other ways you can get protein. Well, you can get protein from boiled eggs. That's a good I source mean, of protein. I Peanut protein. butter. I get protein shakes at dialysis all the time. Yeah, but they didn't have protein shakes back then. Yes, I understand that. I mean, in 92, I'm sure they had protein shakes. Like, Slim Fast was one of the first kind of shake things that i recall coming out and that was definitely not 92 uh so why don't we uh, play some more meatloaf here uh, how about a little not a dry eye in the house another another meatloaf ballad He, he actually has an amazing voice. Yes. I wished I had Meatloaf's voice. I know you think you do. I'm more of <laughs> I'm more of a Vince Neil. Oh, okay. Axl Rose type. Not a dry eye in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Another meatloaf ballad. So um, I looked this up real quick. And uh, let's see. Slim Fast was created in 1976. What? Yep. The sales exploded in the late 80s when former L.A. Dodgers manager Tommy Lasorda became the spokesperson. Hmm. There you go. Boy, was I off. So meatloaf was a family man. He had two daughters. Two daughters. And I guess that he was a dad. Like, he he wasn't touring. 
He was actually coaching soft, their softball teams, just very involved in, in his family life. So he was definitely a family man, for sure, which is a good thing because a lot of these guys get on these tour buses. And I think the kids even the kids even toured with him, from oh, my they? understanding, yeah. Nice. So they were homeschooled uh, during tour, and then I think they were in school. Who was that backup singer? Find out who that backup singer is, because I'm telling you, they were they were fully involved, and I mean, <laughs> fully. And <laughs> <laughs> what video involved. was that? I'll do anything for love. So I actually wanted to kind of play that at the end of our show, but since you're kind of pushing the issue, I'm not pushing it. I'm just saying you might want to do it while I'm looking this up. Okay, well, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play. I'll do anything for love, and you know, if you watch that video. It gets pretty hot. And probably, I believe this was probably his most famous song. Maybe this isn't the video I'm thinking of. <laughs> Again, this is what happens when... You get us doing the show. Yeah. You get us doing the show and we don't know what we're doing. And Honestly, I don't know how B1 and Smuts does all this. Well, they're definitely more prepared than we are. That's well, for sure. Definitely. But that's all right. Well, we're going to get it done. No, I won't do that. And some days it don't come easy. And some days it don't come hard. Some days it don't come at all. Some nights you're breathing fire, and some nights you're caught in ice. Some nights you're like nothing I've ever seen before. Will again, and maybe I'm crazy. Oh, it's crazy. So yes, this is not the video I was thinking of. Well, and the lady that uh, in this video is Lorraine Crosby. I think Smuts definitely cried to somebody over this song. Oh, absolutely. Um, There's not a ballad in this world that I don't think Smuts has not cried to. Yeah. 
Let's see. This song reached number one in 28 countries. The single was certified platinum in the United States and became Meatloaf's first and only number one single on the Billboard's top 100 charts in the UK. Yeah, so this was, again, this, this was his most popular song. Yeah. By far. Oh, for sure. Which is awesome because it's a great song. Yes. It's awesome. And I remember it, it had a lot of airplay. I remember it being on the radio quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it peaked number one in Australia, Austria, Belgium, Canada, Denmark, Europe, Finland, France, Germany, Iceland, Ireland, Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, UK, 43 on the top 100. It was number 9 on the adult contemporary, number 10 on the mainstream rock, second on the mainstream 40, and number 47 on the rhythmic billboard, U.S. Rhythmic Billboard. I'm not really sure. So what it was that is. a badass song. Yes. Yeah. And again, another amazing video. Yes. What do you think of it? Go ahead. Come on. Christy won't talk. Yep. She's <laughs> over there looking at us, but she won't say a word. <laughs> She's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't blame her. I so, don't like doing this either. Christy is the sister to one of my really, really close friends. But we'll just call him Carl. But we were. Really close in high school, part of our little gang, I suppose. But I remember locking Christy in the closet because... So rude. I don't even know why we did it anymore. Would you... Because you guys were mean? We were mean. Yeah, that's the definition of mean, locking someone in a closet. She was probably bugging us. (laughs) (laughs) She's still not talking, but I'm getting some pretty dirty looks. (laughs) But yes, we did lock her in the closet one time. And that was probably mean, I would admit. So, how about another one off the yeah. Bad Out of Hell album uh, called Good Girls Go to Heaven? I mean, you're a good girl. You're a very good girl. <laughs> <laughs> you should just stop. All right, Good Girls Go to Heaven, everybody, off the Bad Out of Hell album. Oh, I love that guitar right there. This is actually a really good song. I mean, I'm digging it already. Yeah, it's pretty good. I need to find the Bad Out of Hell vinyl album. Yes, clearly that's what you need is more albums. Yep. I have so many albums now, I it blows my mind. I actually was going through my albums the other night and discovered that I have several double copies of some really good ones. So, um, anybody wants to buy them, let me know. I'll sell them to you. Well, you know what? I think when we do our spinoff 
and I'll announce that here real shortly. Good girls go to heaven, everybody. That's off the Meatloaf album. Meatloaf album? <laughs> Bad Out of Hell album by Meatloaf. Jeez, I was just reading this, and he suffered 18 concussions and survived eight car crashes and had close calls on planes. I don't think I'd go on anything with him. What, was he a stuntman or something? Yeah. Did he do his own stunts? Or? I don't know. Eight car wrecks? Like, serious car wrecks? It says eight car wrecks. I don't know. I haven't had time to investigate if they were all serious, but I would imagine suffering 18 concussions means that they were that's, fairly serious. That's more than most NFL players suffer. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, so I was reading something earlier. The Secret Service hijacked Meatloaf's car the day Kennedy got assassinated. What? Yeah. That's kind of interesting. The Secret Service hijacking Meatloaf's car. The day Kennedy was Like, was they chasing somebody, or did no. they think he was a suspect? Or? I don't know. I just barely was, like, reading over it. I can't, believe, I was... you, I can't believe you wouldn't write that bit of information down. Well, I was, you know what? I did everything else for this show, so forgive me for not getting that one fact. But, yeah, so apparently that happened. All right, so for the hijacking, I think we should play two out of three again off the bat out of hell album. And the reason why all these songs are good is because they're off the bat out of hell album. Yeah, so again, two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three ain't bad off the Bad Out of Hell album, Meatloaf. Of course, I said that a hundred times already. 
All right, here we go. I found it. So in his autobiography, he claims Secret Service agent hijacked the singer's car in a mad rush to get to Parkland Memorial Hospital. Meatloaf was known to embellish and fabricate stories, so there's no way of knowing if this was exactly true. However, whether or not a government official commandeered Meatloaf's car, the singer was at Parkland Memorial Hospital at the time of President Kennedy's death. It seems like Meatloaf even saw the First Lady Jackie Kennedy entering the building after her husband's body. Hmm. So Meatloaf was known to fabricate stories. Yes. Uh, interesting. He was almost cast as Quasimodo in Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame. I bet he would have probably killed that part. Yes. I mean, personally, Meatloaf is not exactly... The most attractive. Man, yes. Yeah. But I guess he was a kind man. Yes. Which is more important than looks anyway anyways so well you know it's getting to be about that time and make a special announcement that uh we will be doing a spinoff hosted by nikki lane myself and rock girl we would maybe maybe there's no baby (laughs) you're gonna do it you're doing this i know i don't want to though actually you're doing a really good job you've done some good research why i was napping yes (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yes, we're going to be doing spinoff. It will be called Spinning Vinyl, where Nikki Lane will play some uh, music off actual vinyl albums. We'll basically just play some music and kind of discuss a little bit. I might give away a couple of those albums. A couple, because, you know, albums are getting kind of expensive, believe it or not. If you went to go buy a vinyl album back in the 80s, they were like a couple bucks. Now... To get even the re-releases and the new releases at Walmart. 20 bucks a piece. 20, 30, 40 bucks, man. They're getting pretty expensive. What, that Megadeth one you got was 89 bucks. Oh, man, that's good out. That, that was at Walmart. Yeah, I know, but that's a awesome, awesome. But it it's like all their best it's songs. It's got everything, yeah. yeah, yeah. I understand so, that, but still 90 bucks. Yeah, it was. it's a good song. I believe this song... Here is the song that I was actually talking about the video, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. They get kind of pretty hot and heavy in this video, I think. And if I'm wrong, just go check out all Meatloaf's videos <laughs> and you'll eventually find it. He doesn't know what he's talking about. That's a typical comment from a typical wife. Here we go. And this is the video I'm talking about. Oh, you finally found it? Yes. This, this was a pretty popular song, too. Yes, yes, it was. But yeah, if you watch this video, it gets pretty hot and heavy. 
You got any more fun facts before we go? No, I just have a list of his records in their order. Alright, Paradise by the Dashboard Lights, everybody. That's a pretty good flick, right? Or pretty good flick. Well, the video's good. So you got, uh, what is it? The Worst to Best Albums by Meatloaf. Yes. Alright, we'll have at it. Um, let's see here. It's Blind Stop Before I Stop, 1986. Braver Than We Are, that's 2016. Um, let's see here. Helena Handbasket is 2011. Couldn't have said it better is 2003. Midnight at the Lost and Found, 1983. Welcome to the Neighborhood is 1995. Bad Attitude is 1984. I know somebody with a bad attitude. You do? Who's uh, that? Uh, six foot redhead. Oh, who could that be? Mm. <laughs> this nice girl you've been talking about? Yep. Oh, okay. Um, Stony and the Meatloaf, or Stony and Meatloaf. That was 1971. Bad Out of Hell 3 is 2006. Dead Ringers, 1981. I thought uh, Stony and Meatloaf was actually a band. No. It could be a self titled album. Yeah. yeah. Hang Cool Teddy Bears, 2010. Bad Out of Hell 2. And then Back Into Hell. 1993 and then bad out of hell 1977 that's his most famous one yep i told you this is his most famous so, album there we go there's the your list all right well everybody this is going to kind of conclude the nikki lane and rock girl show here on headbangers vault uh, we want to thank everybody for listening and uh, again we want to thank christy for allowing us to uh, kind of hang out in her little her little house here and occupy space we really appreciate it the sound's really good in here i'd like to turn this into the studio no no you got to find your own damn so again thanks guys hopefully we didn't mess us up too bad i think we've done good okay for, right. for the first time running the board and trying to do all the buttons and yeah all right well but hey don't on forget that note, we're gonna go don't forget to, he likes uh, to draw everything up i gotta do my thing <laughs> Just it's something done. we do every. Just say goodbye. It's not that hard. We can't. We, still... no, we got to do the thank you. Don't forget to stop by Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Spotify, Podbean, Podbean all that good stuff. See, I haven't done he this has in a so hard long. time saying goodbye. It's hard saying goodbye. We ain't done yet. You know why? Because you're just trying to annoy me now. No, because there's one more thing that I have to say. Don't forget, everybody. If it's too loud. You're too old. Well, it wouldn't be the Headbangers Vault without me and Smuts throwing our two bits in here since we're back off of assignment. We thought we'd throw yep. in this little ditty here, Smuts. You know what? There was a pretty cool song with Cher, and this was called... Dead Ringer. Nikki Lane and Rock Girl kind of, they kind of forgot about this song. What do you think of this one, Schmutz? 
Well, I'll tell you what, pretty good. And Meatloaf's a pretty amazing guy. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, came out of that album in 77 and then 93 and still was relevant. Yes, he was. I mean, and like 100 million albums sold. And how many movies you see in? I mean, yeah, a lot. The guy was amazing and big loss to the rock world. Yes, he was. Thing I saw that uh, intrigued me was that the first album stayed on the charts for nine years. Amazing. And still sells 200,000 copies annually a day. Now this album didn't get as big because it was kind of overshadowed by the big one but this song should have been a big hit i mean it was pretty cool it's got a really cool video which is a shame but you know it's what it is i guess yeah i mean just wow i mean it's it's pretty amazing if you look into it yeah this guy i mean legend so he'll always remain in our hearts Yep, R.I.P., my friend. Yes, and I want to tell Nikki Lane that the Rocky Horror sucks. (laughs) Except for Milo's appearance, that's the only cool part. (laughs) That movie's a little different, a little different time. Yeah, it wasn't very good, but it had meatloaf in it, so that made it a lot better. (laughs) So there's our little two bits there. Yep. Thank you for listening to the Headbangers Vault, bringing you the best in rock and metal music and music talk with your host, B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Check us out on your social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you'd be interested in being a part of our show or advertising with us, please visit our webpage at headbangersvault.podbean.com. And remember, if it's too loud, you're too old. Hey, rock girl. Yes. You're driving home and cooking supper. Nope. Yep. Nope. And you're giving me some tonight. Nope. <laughs>